On a flutter, we are careful to ensure that all patient stories comply with healthcare privacy laws. Details may have been changed to ensure patient confidentiality. All views expressed are those of the person speaking and not their medical institution. Hey everyone, welcome to A Flutter, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of the love lives of those pursuing a medical career. I'm your host, Anna Kulawick, and let's get started. So with me today, I have a really exciting guest, someone I'm so glad is on, and she's not one of my medical school classmates. Um, with me today, I have Auda, and she is a medical student at another medical school, um, also a second year and just starting clinical rotations, and just seems like an overall really amazing person. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me today. Really excited. Awesome. So why don't you tell the listeners and me, honestly, just a little bit more about yourself and, you know, your relationship history and all of that. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Thank you again for having me today. Um, so like you said, my name's Aura. Um, I'm originally from El Salvador, um, but I grew up in San Luis Obispo, California, um, and a lovely town. And then I went to Hopkins for undergrad, got my, um, oh my gosh, I'm like totally blanking, got my bachelor's in neuroscience. Um, and then I graduated in 2018. And so I actually met Trevor, so who is my significant other, like immediately after um, undergrad, after mm -hmm. I graduated. We actually met at CTY, which is a sponsored, um, JHU sponsored program for like these really, really intelligent um, kids. Um, I was not one of those really intelligent kids, but I was like a teaching assistant. Um, and then Trevor was a part of like the, um, the administration. And so that's where we met. So that's a little background about me. Um, yeah. And I don't know what else would you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. So could you share a little bit more about what, you know, your current relationship looks like? Like, are you long distance? Are you like with Trevor in your school area? Like all of that stuff. Yeah. So, um, so like I mentioned, Trevor and I literally met at CTY, which was in Lanca Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So like in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, and then that program was only three weeks. And then this was like, yeah, so it was like, we only knew each other for a very, very small amount of time. Um, and Trevor met me at like the lowest of my low. So mm -hmm. I like had recently got out of like my college relationship, which was like not the best relationship, kind of like, just like a toxic relationship. And so mm -hmm. I was like, glad to get out of that. Um, and then I had recently taken the MCAT <laughs> and um, I was coming from California before this, um, before CTY, because I was working for NSLC here at UCLA, actually. Mm -hmm. And then I was really sad to leave UCLA because I didn't know who I was like going to be meeting at CTY. Also like Pennsylvania, like Lancaster, like I'm just going to the middle of nowhere to like people I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then so I was sad about that. And he actually picked me up from the airport. And then I guess I was just like so tired. I don't really remember what I had said to him. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently the first thing I had said to him was, ew, 
and I was referring to his really bright neon shirt, which I'm actually wearing. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't realize I'm wearing the shirt. And then the, the shirt, and I was like, "Ew! Like, is that the color of our shirt?" And then I'm like, he thinks it's funny now, but imagine like he was like, "Who is this girl?" I'm like picking up at like six o'clock in the morning from like the mm-hmm. airport. And then he dropped me off and we were just like, we barely even spoke in like the car. He, um, he was talking about Maryland cause he's a Marylander. And mm-hmm. so there's have like so much pride in their state. Um, <laughs> I was like so exhausted that I was just mostly like sleeping in the car. Um, but then after we met, we, um, a lot of like the TAs in the administration, we just hang out. And mm-hmm. so we, we, well, we just like started to hang out and then uh, we went our separate ways and he went back to like North Carolina because that's where his parents were um, living at at the time mm-hmm. and I went back to California mm-hmm. and so it was like a weird situation because I didn't even know if like we were dating or not mm-hmm. but we just like kept in contact for that entire year so we were like technically dating I get we were dating but like back then <laughs> I like always wanted it to be I like I even like to this day I bother him I'm like you've literally never asked me to be your girlfriend and he's like oh my gosh like yes it was implied but yeah. um so we like were uh long distance for a year and then um I got a job in oh yeah oh my gosh I totally forgot I went on this rant um MCAT thing so he met me at the lowest of the low <laughs> sorry I go off like rant he met me at the lowest of the low because the day I got in to Lancaster was like the day I was gonna get my MCAT results and oh. I had not really well so mm-hmm. I um, got my results and mm-hmm. and so that night, like we were not that night, like later that week, we were at a bar and um, he just like, I remember crying about the MCAT and then he's like, oh no, this poor girl. But still then he eventually fell in love with me. So <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, but yes, we were long distance and I eventually got a job in DC mm-hmm. and um, he was working at Disney in um, Orlando, Florida at the time um, for with like the Disney College program. Mm-hmm. And then we like did something really crazy. And now that I think about it, it's like I'm concerned that like a lot of my friends didn't even weren't concerned at the time. But we decided to like move in together after Whoa. like we literally were only in each other's presence, like physical presence for like a month. If you add up like if you add up the weeks that we were in Lancaster and like the weeks that we visited each other because he visited me in California mm-hmm. and I visited Florida, it was like about a week mm-hmm. and not about about a month. Yeah. And then we decided to move in, and then so we lived in D.C. for two years. And when I got into UCLA, he came all the way over here with mm-hmm. me, and wow. here we are. <laughs> so I know it's like such a crazy story, and I definitely went on a rant so sorry about that listeners <laughs> no no it's okay I love a rant because we, we just get to hear more wow okay so that is quite a story so happy it turned out well <laughs> yeah I know it could have turned out bad imagine just yeah. moving someone oh well, we were talking for that whole year but like yeah. you never really know who that person is until you actually like really interact with them like one-on-one or like mm-hmm. you know so it's like yeah. it was it was crazy to just have moved in together mm-hmm. it worked out that's great that's great and there are just so many dynamics that come up when you're in person that don't always reveal themselves when you're long di- so I'm currently in a long distance relationship um my boyfriend he is doing grad school um in Chicago mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. But, but we went to college together. So we kind of, but we didn't live together in college. So we were like kind of dating in college, you know, and then went our separate ways for grad school and med school. But now, you know, we visit each other, but there's definitely a different dynamic when it's in person where it's like, you know, like, oh, you put your toothbrush there or even you brush your teeth that way or why are you brushing your teeth for so long? He brushes his teeth for so long. I'm like, you can stop now. Like, you don't, you know, <laughs> things like that that you don't always realize that come up when you're long distance. Um, yeah, there's definitely things that we've had to work through. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's part of the process. Um, I have a question for you for like in the early days of your relationship. So you met at this three week kind of like camp thing where you're both working. Yeah. And went your separate ways. Like what happened during those three weeks that essentially convinced both of you to pursue this like year long, long distance relationship? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Everything was just like so natural. Mm-hmm. And we were literally just since we would like hang out where it was just a lot. It wasn't just us at the, at these events that we were going to. It was mm-hmm. a lot of um, individuals who were also like involved in um just like the sciences but um we were just always talking um we would just hang out in like all all our friends were hanging out in each other's rooms and just like I don't know it was just like so natural when I um Trevor mentions it now he's like yeah you never like I wasn't looking for something we both weren't looking for anything and Mm -hmm. we're genuine friends that just like understood each other on like a deeper level and like we never nothing was really forced Mm-hmm. And it was just, um, so yeah, and so when we went our separate ways, it was kind of like I um, joke about it because he I uh, he like wrote this text message that was at the time was like, oh, I'm gonna go like I'm gonna start working, I'm gonna start doing this, and then like so um, I won't be able to like text a lot, and so I like told him I like told him now I'm like it was like you were breaking up with me, even though we weren't together. And then he's like, no, that wasn't me, like, trying to be like, hey, like, it was cool and, like, so bye. But I took it that way. And he's like, no, I was literally just trying to be honest about, like, I didn't want you to think I was ghosting you. But then in my head, I thought he was legit, like, just trying to, like, let me down easy. Mm -hmm. So we had had a few things about that. But I don't know. It was just – he was, like, so sweet, so such a gentleman and just – he was – like I, I think it's like what everyone says. Like you find the person that like your soulmate when you're like least expecting it. Mm-hmm. I think the amazing part about it is that like he's legit like my best friend. Like I tell him everything. He knows everything about me. Like he knows all the bad things I've done. Not the bad things I've done. It's not like I go out here, <laughs> <laughs> but um, just like all my flaws, and he accepts yeah. that. And um, yeah, so it was just it started off as friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like I said, so met when it was like when I was like crying like every day about the MCAT. Yeah, and then um, I don't know. And then he started since um, he doesn't he's not in the medical field. Mm-hmm. He didn't really know a lot about like what it takes to like apply for medical school. And so he would watch like YouTube videos on how to like how to like get really like, get the best score in the MCAT or how to get into <laughs> medical school or so many different things. So it's just like these little things that he would do that I would like like pick up on or he would like do um he would just remember the tiniest thing I would say and I'm mm-hmm. like wow you're actually really listening so 
I just appreciate those things. Yeah. Wow. That is so sweet. <laughs> he was looking up those videos on YouTube because those can really change your whole like YouTube feed, you know, like once yeah. you watch one, everything <laughs> changes and that's all you get. Um, that's really sweet um, that he would do that. I I was wondering some more too about, you know, when you met at your lowest point and just the MCAT and the emotional toll that takes. Cause I, I took it while in my senior year of college and the winter of it. So like kind of that entire fall was just grinding and it was, it was tough. It was, I feel like I could also say it was a low point in my like entire college career, I guess. Um, yeah. Just cause it's such a grind. And then like when waiting for your score and then if it's not the score you want, like, that is so hard and then you start spiraling or at least I know that's what I've seen like happen with me or other (laughs) friends is like you're like oh my god I'm never gonna get into med school my entire life is over like what do I do now it's like so much is happening so I was kind of wondering if you could walk us through some of what you were thinking or feeling in those moments while also being thrown into this new environment and like meeting now your future significant other you know yeah it was um (laughs) <laughs> it was wild. So like I mentioned, I didn't do as well as I thought I would do. Um, I actually had to retake the MCAT a few times. So mm-hmm. I ended up doing it three times. So this was like the first time. Yeah. And um, I remember just like I was sitting on my bed and uh, it was like the end of the day. So I didn't have to see um, my students at all for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And then I remember opening it up and being like, okay, well, there it is, like, what do I do? And I knew, like, my parents going to be disappointed in me. Like, mm-hmm. I was disappointed myself. It was, like, it was at that moment where I had already turned in, like, my, um, I was, like, about to, I was waiting for my results to click, like, submit for my application. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so this was like, a really big turning point because I was, like, okay, either I don't apply and then I retake the exam and then I'll apply next year or I apply with the score that I have and I just like, I figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was just like, I was like a complete mess. Like, <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. Um, and then, and then at like, when we would hang out, we would obviously be like drinking. And so I'm just like a crier when I am drunk. <laughs> and so um, I was just like crying, but I would also be like dancing and then I would like switch to crying again and so I honestly don't understand how Trevor like fell in love with me or like how he had any interest in me because I literally was like a hot mess express and I don't know if, um but then I guess he was also dealing with some stuff so I think we like related on that way of where we were like we're just like two people just trying to like make it in this world like enjoying each other's company and then just like trying to get through it together and I think Mm -hmm. um but he never really pressured me about like asking about the MCAT like or Mm -hmm. asking or doing or like about anything related to medicine because he knew I guess he knew was like a sore topic and I think that's like and he was also going through some things too and so he also mentioned that um because I never pressured him like about like oh how are you feeling or like I know you've been going through some stuff like he really appreciated that mm-hmm. and then so we like never really had to out loud like talk about our problems I think it was just like I don't know how to explain that does that make sense that we 
just like help each other, but like not without actually talking about it. Not talking about it. We just made each other like whole in a way. No, I totally get it. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know if that makes sense. He just like he. I think he put in a word of like, yeah, you never asked me what was wrong or like all the problems in my life. You just. Mm Like talking to you just felt right and it clicked and then for mm-hmm. some reason all the things that were like bad in my life just started to like resolve and so I think in that way it was like I knew like at that time I was like oh my god like what am I gonna do like I guess I'm never gonna be a doctor like what's going on but I knew that Trevor like didn't care like he didn't like mm-hmm. he wasn't like oh god like what are you gonna do like what's next what's next like and what that and that was exactly what like my parents were like asking me or like mm-hmm. what my friends so I think it was at the time like a breath of fresh air that he honestly didn't know a lot like Mm -hmm. he he, like do his like digging to try to figure out like how we would proceed if like from here but I think um it was nice that he like was just there for me just Mm -hmm. friend instead of like freaking me out even more about the situation That's perfect. It sounds like you two just like matched on some wavelength. Um, yeah. And exactly. we're just vibing, you know? Yeah, we were literally vibing. We were like, like, I literally thought my life was over and I was like, yeah, like, like what's <laughs> happening? Uh, but no, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I feel like when I'm in my moments of greatest turmoil, anything someone says to me I am not hearing it at all it's just like bouncing straight back but what I do notice is their presence and like whether or not they're like there with me in that moment and like it can be silence or they can just be talk talk talking I'm I'm not hearing it so what really (laughs) matters is just their like comfort and knowing that they're there with me but that's more of a thing you feel in your heart I guess rather than something I can like cognitively no you said it perfectly I I think it's like like you were mentioning it's something you feel in your heart that it just feels right Mm -hmm. oh that's great yeah Yeah. and something else that I love that you brought up is how he he didn't see just you as a potential doctor med student and like whatever your recent MCAT implied for that like he saw you as a person and that's something I've been thinking about more as you know we go through med school and kind of you know wear our white coats and adopt that personality is like how does being a doctor or pre-med student or medical student like influence our identities like is that our identity or is there more to it is it a layer you can peel off and on is it something that becomes absolved into you like how does that happen and I think that process happens really early like whenever you decide you want to become a doctor you start wearing that and you start thinking more and more about like what does it mean to be a doctor does it mean I get the best MCAT and if I don't get that then I'm not going to go to med school like things like that so it's I love that he saw past that because I don't think that's our entire identities there's so much more to all of us um so that's really great no, you're completely correct. I feel like um, now that I'm like, now that you said that out loud, I'm like, yeah, I guess that's like why I really like fell in love with him because he just accepted me as me. Like I'm, for, to him, I wasn't like this pre-med, hardcore, 
person that like since like I've wanted to become a doctor since I was like the age of five and so I've been known for like oh Ada she's gonna be a doctor like she's gonna be a doctor like she's like the smartest person I know when I'm not but like that's like all my friends are like no Ada's gonna be a doctor and that's just all I've been known for yeah. but Trevor just knew me as me like he literally just knew me as Ada maybe like somebody was like <laughs> hot mess express Ada but like he like knew like the most like genuine part of me because for him mm-hmm. for, like I never tried to like impress him in any way I wasn't trying to be like oh I'm trying to here I am trying to get into the top, like, top med school or here I am trying to get like the best MCAT mm-hmm. like I was like I'm struggling right now like I I, I am trying to pursue medicine but like mm-hmm. there was so different such a different like um dynamic yeah and it's so important that I feel like he's humbled me and he's just made me realize that there's so much more to life than just mm-hmm. medicine it's like, um, I, and I also think that like Hopkins was a little rough and I, um, <laughs> <I've> had, <laughs> yeah, I've had to recover from that and I've had to learn to shift my priorities. Cause at the end of the day, we're not just going to be physicians. We're going to be like, um, well, I'm going to be Trevor's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be a daughter to my parents. I'm a, mm-hmm. a to my niece like a sister and all those roles are really important and Mm -hmm. I think coming to my life like just like really opened my eyes to that and just like having that support that um like once I leave the hospital I go home to Trevor and I go home to my baby Mango which is like my puppy (laughs) and so many different things that are not more important but like just as important as like my medical career and for such a long time it was literally like medicine or die and yeah. so, oh. and I think a lot of people think that way, um, mm-hmm. who are in the medical field, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That That's something I've mentioned on previous episodes and I think I'm just thinking about constantly. <laughs> um, it's like, yes, I am a medical student and I want to be a really great medical student and a great future doctor. Um, but there's also many other things in life that I want to be great at. Um, you know, and those are completely unrelated to medicine. And like Dylan, my boyfriend, he's not in medicine. So, and like, he doesn't have any family members in medicine. So he also was completely naive to the entire process that I was going through. Um, And in some ways, his just like lack of knowledge about what I was doing was really helpful. Because it grounded me, it it like kept me from spiraling, you know, I'd go off like, oh my gosh, my practice test score wasn't good enough. Or like, oh my gosh, what if my GPA is not high enough? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I see you in day to day life. He's like, you're a kind, like helpful person or like whatever he was saying. And he's like, isn't that what matters? And I'm like, you're right. That is what matters, (laughs) you know, Um, or it would help me realize how like ridiculous the process is like I understand that like the process to get into medical school it's so ridiculously challenging and competitive and you know I could go on and on but yeah so him kind of watching me go through that and kind of be like this is a wild experience it helped me put it in context and say like yes this is a wild experience and like me I've heard some people say getting into med school is the hardest part of med school which personally so far is kind of true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, but like having that outside perspective helped ground me, I guess. No, now that, like I said, now that you're saying everything out loud, I'm like, wow, like Trevor <laughs> has literally like changed my life. And I know that. <laughs> like, 
really knew that. But like, I, I didn't understand how much he's changed me for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely having that like fresh perspective. Because before that, I feel like so many med students, or not med, pre-med students are just surrounded by pre-meds. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, so intense. Yeah. And, and I can imagine from where you went to undergrad. And like at my school, I went to the University of Oregon, which is like a bigger state school. So yes, there were pre-meds, but there were so many more people who weren't pre-med that I kind of made it a point to not hang out with other pre-med people. Because I'm like, y'all stress me out. Like I need to not be around STEM people for a while. Um, so I feel like I had that option to like hide from my peers essentially. <laughs> Sometimes you have to, it's what's best for your mental health yeah <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do speaking of mental health you mentioned your dog mango yeah i i she is the love of my life i know that trevor's the love of my life but like oh he's asked me like oh if you had to save one who would mm-hmm. you choose and i'm like don't don't make me answer that <laughs> <laughs> mango is the cutest little thing so um obviously everyone knows that covid happened Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, unfortunately, um, right when COVID was starting to happen, my um, family dog passed away. Mm-hmm. And that was such a traumatizing time for like myself and my family. Mm-hmm. And, like my dad would call me like every day bawling, just like asking like, oh, how are we going to get through this? Like I miss, his name was Blanquito. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I miss him. And then, um, and he unfortunately passed away. And because it was COVID, um, Mm -hmm. he passed away in in California when I was still in DC. Um, And so I couldn't travel to go see him. And so I was already in DC for a year. And so it was really hard just like, because I wasn't there for him. And I felt like, Obviously, he's a dog, so he didn't understand why I was gone. And then mm-hmm. in my head, I think about like, oh, he thinks that I abandoned him. And then that, so like, even thinking about it now, I get really sad. <laughs> um, and so there was obviously a lot of loss I was going through. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just really missed him. Um, um, and then Trevor and I were always talking about um, having a pet. And so at the time, we actually did foster a kitten. Um, mm-hmm. And he, but we 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 were thinking of fostering a kitten before um, Blanquito died, um, mm-hmm. just because like COVID, there were so many kittens that needed to be fostered at the time, yeah. and so we decided to take one in. And I've never had a cat, and I was like, okay, like must be similar to a dog. Mm-hmm. No, like it was very <laughs> much similar to a dog, and so um, I had like a really hard adjustment time with that. Um, she was like really cute, but I. Um, I'm not okay with like her getting on top of everything. And mm. so I was really struggling. And I think because Blanquito passed away, I was expecting to like have her fill that role. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to happen. And so Trevor um, was doing a lot of research and he found a puppy um, th- that we went up to go get. And that was Mango. Mm-hmm. And so when we went to her house, she lived on a little farm um, with horses mm-hmm. and we went to go get her and we asked the children who were there, we we're like, oh, which one's your favorite? And they pointed to one of the puppies that she was like the first one that went up to us. Mm-hmm. And then they were like this one. And I'm like, oh, okay, we liked her too. Mm-hmm. So we 
picked her up um, and just took her home. So then um, <laughs> we, and I gave her mango because mango is like my favorite um, fruit. Yeah. And she has just brought so much love to our family. Um, and since like we still had Osita at the time, that was like our kitten that we were fostering. Mm-hmm. She was very cat-like. Like, so she didn't um, bark. <laughs> And she was very like docile, so it was cute. We we laughed that um, Osita raised Mango for like the beginning of her life, but um, so then yeah. But you know, like it's so much fun to think about getting a puppy, but you don't realize how much work it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor was um because COVID was happening, he was able to go to school. Well, not able. Everything was online for school. Yeah. So he was finishing up his degree there. So then he was actually able to t- take care of her like the entire day while I was like um, working at the OBGYN private clinic I was working at. Mm-hmm. So he was such a great dad from the beginning and then would take her out to go potty. Yeah. And then I would come home to this little like fluff ball. And I legit <laughs> thought she was like the best dog because I thought she slept through the night. And then I realized, and I was like telling Trevor, I was like, oh my gosh, like she sleeps through the entire night. She doesn't have to go potty. And he's like, what do you mean? Like she wakes me up. And I was like, no. And so he told me that in the middle of the night, since she didn't bark, the way that she'll tell us she has to go potty, she'll literally just like climb up on her chest, well, his chest, and just stare and wait for him to wake up. And so this entire time, I thought she was sleeping the whole night when he was he was actually waking him up to go potty. <laughs> um, super funny. So yeah, he really just like did a lot of the work and like raised her while oh, um, I was really just sleeping there. <laughs> <laughs> that entire story is so delightful. She sounds adorable. <laughs> like, is she a tiny dog? Like, how? What type yeah, of dog? Sorry. Yeah, she's a multi poo. Okay. So she's only eight pounds, and so she's white, fluffy. Um, and she has a little pink nose. It's not like the typical black nose. Like it's yeah. a little pink one. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just the cutest little thing. She loves snow. Um, it obviously doesn't snow, snow in California, but when we lived in DC, she loves the snow. She loves other puppies, especially if they're larger than her. She loves to play with them. She's really feisty. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but she like holds her own. And um, mm. at the park here, she's like the queen of the park. And she just loves to run around. Um, so she brings me so much joy. She does bring me a lot of anxiety, though, in terms of like, <laughs> at school, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have to go walk Mango. Mm-hmm. And my child, like, I, I joke around that I gave birth to her. Like, I carried her and I gave <laughs> her. Like, <laughs> oh, that is so cute. I love Mango for you. She sounds like a queen. Like, <laughs> um that's so funny so I adopted a cat at the start of first year um Sylvie and she is also the love of my life it was kind of funny when I first adopted her Dylan was like worried that she was replacing him because you know he and I had just gone long distance too and I just adopted this cat and he's like are you even gonna want to hug me anymore when you have this cat that you can like hug um but no, she's the love of my life. And what's so funny is this past week I was on newborn nursery for pediatrics. So we just like have a week in the nursery, which is so cute with the babies. Um, so funny though. I went home today and I was like, you know, I don't need a baby right now. Like Sylvie is my <laughs> baby. Like she is my child. Like, so um, I, I was like, they're not that 
different. Like I feed her, like clean her better. If there's any parents listening to this, they're like, oh my god, Anna, you're (laughs) like, okay, I know that a baby is different from a cat, but like Sylvie's also my baby. (laughs) No, for sure. They are for sure our babies. But human babies are a little are are a lot of work. So you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take care of baby mango for the time being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had some classmates say that after their week on newborn nursery, it's made them want to have babies. Like now, oh, I think it did the opposite for me. Like I I definitely want to be a mom someday, but maybe that day is a little farther away than it was a week ago. Um, yeah. No. But, nursery I was on it was like special care nursery so it was kind of a step down Aww. from the baby. So the babies were good they were we just needed to make sure they could continue to eat well and breathe well and yeah before going home you know so a lot of preemies and I was just like oh my god at one point I asked the attending today I was like it's a miracle that any babies survive ever <laughs> and he was like yeah pretty much it's a 24-7 job it is crazy um I I have a niece and so um just seeing how hard my sister works um to take care of her and I'm just like that's like too much for me like she's to do this little thing but it's like too much for me right now mm-hmm. um I but then whenever I see a baby I'm like oh my god I want a baby and I'm like and so I have to think I'm like no I have baby mango I feel like they're too much like it's nice to play with them but then mm-hmm also given back yeah. to the parents at the end of the day there you go there you go you, you, it sounds like you have a perfect setup right now like you can play with your niece you have a baby mango <laughs> exactly that's all I need yeah. and I can my niece whenever I want to and then I can go home mm-hmm. <laughs> wow it's perfect okay I was also wondering about if we could revisit the moving in together um, oh yeah that's something I've been wanting to circle back to yeah like how did that go really yeah so we never really had like the intention of moving in together I just uh, since a lot of my connections were in the um, DMV area because I went to Hopkins Mm -hmm. um, I was just looking around um, for work in Baltimore and DC and then um, I mentioned Trevor's from Maryland. His um, family is originally from um, Crofton, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was just looking for jobs and he was uh, he was helping me find these jobs and just like mm-hmm. also guiding me of like, okay, since you're taking a gap year, we need this, this, this. So it was always like a team effort from like the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... So I got a job in Baltimore and I got, was offered a job in like Massachusetts as well. And then all, and then in DC. And then I think like one day I literally was on the phone with him and I was like, well, um, like, what do you, what do you think of the idea of like moving in together? And he was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like, I was thinking about that too, but I like, didn't know if that was like too fast or that was too weird. And then we were like, oh no, like, no, let's like, let's do it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even remember thinking that much about it that's why I'm like I asked my best friends now I'm like why like were you not concerned and they're like yeah I don't know why I'm like I would (laughs) be concerned if my friend was about to move in with this guy that like they've literally never met him only like a few people him like the people that were at C2I and maybe like just a few others Mm -hmm. and so um yeah and so we decided one day 
um, a few weeks before I was about to start my job in DC, I flew into Maryland. And at that time, we didn't even still have an apartment because it was um, just hard to do everything remotely because I was still living in California. Mm-hmm. And so we were living with his um, grandmother for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then and at that time, we were just looking for apartments all over DC. And um, those two weeks were like the best two weeks because it was like we were reunited, we yeah. were really like eating out every day. And his mm-hmm. grandma would also make like, really good food. And then we were also watching Bachelor in Paradise because <laughs> I was like in bed one day and he had returned. I forget where he had returned from, but he mm-hmm. saw that I was like crying and he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm watching this really like intense show and I got him hooked. So every- <laughs> then he loves bachelor in paradise he's like, oh, so like the best thing but yeah so those two weeks were like really good because we were reunited living living our best lives mm-hmm. and then we eventually got our apartment in dc and then like we moved in together so we moved into um a studio so we we're it was like really- <laughs> this is getting like more and more extreme <laughs> yeah so we moved into a studio together um and um his parents helped us move in a little bit Mm-hmm. and then yeah we just started living our life he like was still going to school and then I was working and so we had like a little routine so and then he was also working at Starbucks like right down the street from where we lived oh, wow. and so I would like go I would come home from like work pick up my Starbucks free Starbucks oh, and then God. go back to my um, apartment it just sucked that it we literally only lived in DC for three months before the pandemic mm-hmm. hit and mm-hmm. so we didn't get to explore that much before, um, you know, the whole world went, you know, upside down. Yeah. But um, it was um, it was an intense time. And then but it was also really fun. It was like the the next chapter of our lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so fun. So, again, so glad that turned out well for you. It sounds like it was a very, <laughs> like, good bonding experience, for yeah. lack of a better word. Um <laughs> Yeah, and you know, if you're gonna move in together and see if it works, might as well do it in a studio apartment. You're like, exactly, you gotta go all in. Yeah, it's like a crucible, you know. You just yeah, no privacy. No, you literally. <laughs> and then especially when the pandemic hit, you're still in the studio, right? Yeah, it was crazy because he actually got COVID. The poor man. Oh my goodness, I'm not sure what's up with his immune system, but he. <laughs> He got COVID twice, oh and like, like once in that the, year, in that in that year, yeah, in that oh year. Um, and I was a healthcare worker; I was a medical assistant, and um, he got COVID. And my boss was like, "Oh, is there like any way you guys can like separate rooms?" And I was like, "Oh, we have like a studio, so like there's literally no way of separating." Yeah, um, yeah, it was rough for a little bit because. Um, everything shut down we weren't well he wasn't able to leave the apartment I was because I had to go to work Mm -hmm. it was a rough time so yeah you know you know (laughs) we got through it (laughs) yes clearly here you are that's 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 so fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we talk about now we have a one bedroom but Mm -hmm. we talk about how we just we miss our old apartment um, it was right next to the cathedral in DC. Mm-hmm. And so we like walk all the way to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And so we really miss DC, even mm-hmm. though it was like a very small, quaint little apartment, but it was our first home. So it means a lot to us. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. In some ways, like 
for the guests that I have on the podcast, like those that live with their significant other, I, I feel like I keep asking all these questions mostly because I'm just jealous. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, mostly just jealous. So I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah there's, um, <laughs> I don't know, sometimes I miss being long distance because in the morning, Trevor would write me like this huge paragraph. Because he was living on the East Coast, and I would live, uh, I was living on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And so he would obviously wake up before me, yeah. and then I would wake up to these like really loving paragraphs. And I'm, now I'm like, Trevor, like, where are my paragraphs? They're like, you don't, you love me anymore. He's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but no, I would take his, um, just like the personal time and like, just like his presence over anything. Yeah. yeah. Wait, that's so funny that you mentioned the good morning text because Dylan and I do that. Not full paragraphs, but it's more like a good morning, honey. Hope you have a good day. One day last year, instead of texting him, I texted my anatomy dissection group, my good morning text for him, (laughs) which is a group like I'm friends with all these girls. Um, But I texted them. I was like, good morning, honey. Hope you have a great day. And then immediately after I was like, no, that's a group chat and not Dylan. And then shortly after one of them, she texted back. She's like, good morning, sweetie. (laughs) Anytime I ran into one of them, they'd be like, morning, honey. (laughs) You guys just love each other so much. Yeah. I feel like in the anatomy group, you get really close with each other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at our school, at least, they organized our anatomy groups by height. Um, So that, yeah, so that your um, dissection table could be at an appropriate level so that, you know, you don't have someone super tall and someone super short, like, having to reach or be uncomfortable while dissecting. Um, like a dowers, yeah. That's so it, smart. It, it's, it's really funny because <laughs> my team was anatomy team one, meaning we are the shortest people That's in our smart. entire class. <laughs> And then in the lab, like the cadaver lab, kind of just across the row from us was the tallest group. Like, so their table, I swear, was like a whole foot taller than us. Like, if we ever wanted to look at, you know, body parts or stuff on their donor, um, we'd have to get stools and, like, stand on the stools in order to look into theirs. Um, Yeah, so Anatomy Team 1, love them. Um, And I tell them good morning, sweetie, sometimes, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm short, too. I'm I'm like, Trevor jokes that I'm like 4'11", but I swear I'm 5'1". He's like, no, you are 4'11". He's actually 6'4". So there's a very, very big um, height difference between us. Yeah, yeah. You two would definitely be at opposite ends of the anatomy table groups. <laughs> yeah, I would be group one and he would be group 20. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but so, it out. I honestly don't even notice our height difference until okay. someone takes a photo of us. And then I look at the photo and I'm like, wow, I'm really small. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> tiny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, I don't know. As a fellow, like, person on the shorter side, I'm 5'1". Um, I think it's cute. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is really cute. Except when he um, purposely puts things in like the high oh, cabinet, so I no. can't get them. I know. That's rude. I have a little school that I'll like take like around my apartment <laughs> to um, go take things. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's like your secret stool. You're like, I'm gonna get my it. Stool. 
Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, okay, so now, you know, speaking of more med school things, how has yeah. the transition to you being in medical school affected the dynamic in your relationship, I guess, if at all? Yeah, so um, when we moved here, he actually he actually got a job like really quickly after I got the acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he actually moved before I did because wow. um, they wanted to start um, pretty mm-hmm. early. And so he left and then I had to pack everything up and uh, move with Mango. And so that mm-hmm. was really stressful because like yeah. move packing up your entire life and also <laughs> your puppy. Um, yeah. So he used to work very like random hours, um, but then he got promoted pretty quickly. Um and then he started, so he was working, so he had like a legit like uh, nine to six um, work schedule mm-hmm. after he got promoted because um, he works as like a property manager. So he was, mm-hmm. um, he's also most, we're actually going to be moving soon okay. um, because we're moving into like a new building mm-hmm. uh, where we actually don't have to pay rent because he's going to be the property <gasps> manager. What a dream. Yeah, it's in LA too. Oh my god! Yeah, and actually Beverly Hills. So I'm like, <laughs> grade. Um, I'm I'm sad that we're moving her from her park, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So at one point, um, he he recently just ran a marathon, and so he was getting really big into fitness. So he was waking up at like five o'clock in the morning to work out. And then at the time, like I was doing MSK. So I was mm-hmm. staying in the anatomy lab, mm-hmm. like the cadaver lab until maybe like 10 o'clock at night, just like studying, what? doing research. Yeah, because I wouldn't just be like me in the anatomy lab. I would also be doing other things related to medical school. Yeah. And so because Trevor was waking up so early, mm-hmm. um, he was in bed early. So I would literally, uh, I in the morning, I, he would be gone running. And then I would come home and then he would already be in bed with Mango. And so for like maybe like a month, we there was it was such a struggle because I was mm-hmm. doing like maybe the second month of medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, like we would never see each other. Yeah. So it was really tough for, um, for a while. Um, like we did everything to make sure that Mango like was walked on time and like we would always support each other like that. And we also do have a mm-hmm. lot of help from like friends who live nearby, um, mm-hmm. like friends the dog park who are yeah. always willing to just watch mango um but that was a really difficult time because mm-hmm. we just never really saw each other yeah. and then um we just I felt like we were just like two ships like going past each other in the middle of the night mm-hmm. but, um and so we had to like sit down and I'm like I know you really care about like your fitness and I obviously want you to keep caring about that but I think like mm-hmm. we need to change something like either that like you work out after work or mm-hmm. like I make an effort to try to just, or like you make an effort to like stay up a little bit later or I like wake up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so adjusted. And I think he started working out after work so that mm-hmm. we can actually like hang out and eat dinner together. And then mm-hmm. and once MSK finished, I wasn't in the anatomy lab too late because there wasn't so like anatomy heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've always had to like adjust, but we would always talk about it. And um, now that we uh i'm starting clinicals Mm -hmm. it has to put a little bit more effort in terms of walking mango during the day Mm -hmm. 
beforehand I would like be doing class and like I would have my lunch time and I would like, run over and walk Mango mm-hmm. and walk I wouldn't want to bother him at work, but now he just drives back during his lunch break to wow. walk. So it's very much um, a collaboration. It's teamwork. Yeah. Um, and then if something isn't working, then we just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, maybe sometimes we won't talk about it and I'll get like angry. Yeah. Get angry. But then I'm like, no, I don't want to fight. I don't want to keep doing this. And then we just mm-hmm. eventually get through it. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely our dynamic. We are busier. Um, well, we work it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like your communication there is like so imperative, like acknowledging that like there are certain things that you either can't or don't want to change. It's like, yes, he still wants to run a marathon and that takes a lot of training. And you are obviously still a medical student and that's really yeah. intense. So like those are things that, you know, you still need to continue, but it's how can we synchronize them better so that we can live more harmoniously, I guess, in this relationship and yeah, not feel like you're just two ships sailing past each other every day. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. I do see a therapist, not just like for just like relationships, but just like in general. Yeah. Um, and like, so sometimes I'll like talk to her and then she's like, Oh, well, have you mentioned this to Trevor? And I'm like, no. And she's like, you should probably do that. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I will um but yeah just like communication is always key and then when I like realize that I'm like maybe irritated I'm like why am I irritated I'm like okay let me like mm-hmm. talk this because um I don't know I don't want I want this to I think like because we have so little time together I want to make sure that that time is like valuable and just like full of love and like why what's the point of going home mm-hmm. and like you more like I'm supposed to go home to like somebody I love Mm -hmm. who like makes me feel better yeah Yeah. but it takes a lot (laughs) it's like I know one of my friends she's like gosh I want a relationship like you and Trevor and I'm like dude it's not easy like sometimes I want to kill him like like, one we we had like we never really yell at each other Mm -hmm. like well actually it's not like we never really it's like we legit don't yell at each other if he ever raises his tone a little bit I start crying and I'm like why <laughs> that's a good way to stop it <laughs> I'm like why are you yelling at me and he's like I didn't I just like raised my voice slightly <laughs> he like but we will argue yeah. and then one day he's like you know what after we argue sometimes I love you even more and I literally just like looked at him and I was like I don't love you more I want to murder you <laughs> But at the end of the day, like you, I I relate. Like Dylan and I, we don't really argue. I think we're both too sensitive. But we'll kind of have these like discussions. But like, I can tell both of us are like getting like prickly about it. And (laughs) why don't you see it this way? And like, so Dylan's he's getting like a PhD in chemistry, so he's very much like scientist brain. So he'll like. It's not like he dissects things. One of the things that's actually so great about him is that he, I don't know, at least I feel like sometimes you can't tell that he's like uber scientist, dude. Um, Because sometimes, I don't know, that's harder for me to relate to, I think, because I'm like emotions and squishy things. And he can like (laughs) definitely keep up with the emotions and squishy things. Um, But he still can also like really analyze an argument. And I never feel like he's picking a part that he'll pick apart the argument that I'm making. And I get so annoyed. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> I'm just like, that's that. And he's like, but that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, 
yes it does like it's, it's fine and then you know like after this thing he'll be like I'm so glad we could have this conversation and I'll be like I really wish we didn't have this conversation I'll be like I yeah I don't think this needed to have happened even though you know at the end of the day I know it's good I know it's good to talk (laughs) in the moment I'm like yeah no I don't relate to that (laughs) that's so funny yeah Trevor definitely uses logic and Mm -hmm. I use more emotions Mm -hmm. and so sometimes I'll be making arguments like you said but like emotional arguments are supposed to to like a normal, not to a normal person, but to a person who's also emotional, mm-hmm. would be like was either like, just like evoke something, and then yeah. Trevor, no, he's like, no, you have to think about it logically, and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> and so he definitely like, if I'm wrong or if I'm being like so dramatic, he calls me out. But you know, mm-hmm. it's necessary sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I need to be, I need to be humbled. And I need to be grounded. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad that he can provide that for you. You need a balance. Yeah, that's great. What's funny is something Dylan and I have noticed is I feel like when you look at us or like on paper, he might be the more stubborn one. Like he's the one who like needs to work out every day because just because he loves it. Like it's so good for his mental health. And if he doesn't, he's like, blah, like I need to go run. Like, cause he's also a runner. Um, whereas I feel like, like me on paper, I'm like, oh, you know, I'll do what I can. Like, I know it's good for me, but like, I'll, I'll go with the flow. But then when you really dig in a little deeper, I'm definitely the more stubborn one. Like there are certain things where I'm like, no, I'm like, I won't talk about that. Like we won't do that. And Dylan's like, why not? Like, let's just do it. Like, let's talk about it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, and like one way that's kind of come up a little bit so far this year is like at the end of the day, if I'm really tired, I, I love what you were saying earlier about like coming home and, you know, needing to realize like you're with your loved one now and it's time to like appreciate that time. And that's something I'm working on. Cause you know, it's for us, it's when we FaceTime. Like earlier this week, we FaceTimed and I was like, so excited to tell him all about my day. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like the other night, I, I was just tired. Or I don't know what was going on, but I was just like, my day was fun. It was good. Aww. And he'll like try to push. He'll be like, yeah, so so tell me more about it. Did you get to hold any babies? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, you want to elaborate? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like it's, and it's kind of like in that way where I'm like, don't push me. But I realized when <laughs> I need to be open to things. And <laughs> I like, I need to, I, I don't know, work through that. Tell my therapist about it. She might have some. <laughs> she might also say, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely get that. It's hard. Especially mm-hmm. when you have such a long day. And like with medical school, you're talking mm-hmm. to people all day. So you don't want to go home and talk to somebody again. Mm-hmm. So I've also had to learn that too. Um, and also I think Trevor has noticed that so if he knows I'm like maybe not in the best mood he'll be like go take a shower like go relax or, or he'll start cooking dinner because he's like or he'll notice I'm sleepy he's like go take a nap I'll make dinner and then dinner will be ready once like you wake up and I'm like okay <laughs> and so I'm really lucky to have him yeah oh well he sounds great your relationship sounds great. I'm glad this transition to med school is going well for the both of you. Um, like Mango you. too, it sounds like. So yeah, she's living her best life. She. Mm-hmm. I wish I had Mango's life. <laughs> I know. I wish I had my cat's life slowly. Um, 
Yeah. Although she doesn't get to go outside because she's an indoor cat. I want to get a little cat leash for her or like a cat backpack. Oh, a cat backpack. Yeah. Oh, where like they like there's ones that they look like little astronauts. Yeah. Because they can put their little head in that mm-hmm. bubble. Mm-hmm. Aww. I think she I would think, love it. I think you should do it. I think she would love it too. I know you joked earlier that you feel like your dog was raised by a cat. Um, yeah. I feel like my cat was raised by a dog. So I adopted her when she was like five months old. But I Aww. swear like the home she was at before had a dog because she plays fetch. She meows. Aww. I swear like a dog would bark or like, it's not like it's a barking meow, but she just meows at a frequency that I feel like a dog would bark at. Um, and her favorite thing to play fetch with is a chopstick, like a literal wooden a chopstick. chopstick. Yeah, I have a set of wooden chopsticks. And one day I was eating with my chopsticks and then she got her little mouth around it and just ran away with the stick and then like not on it. So I'm not going to use the chopstick anymore. So now it's Sylvie's stick. Um, and I'll fling it, like, I'll fling it across the apartment, and she runs after it, picks it up in her little mouth, and then, like, trots back to me. And it's, like, definitely a trot. It feels like a dog trot, not a <laughs> slink, you know? And then she drops it by my feet, and then she just stares at me. And she's like, do it again. And I'm like, you are a dog. Like, you're a little dog. <laughs> like, you know what to do, Mom. Do yeah. it. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> That's so cute. She's more dog than Mango. Mango doesn't really like to fetch. Oh, she'll just, she'll like, she loves to run after the ball and she'll like pick it up with her mouth and then just drop it. Yeah. And then so I have to go personally go get the ball <laughs> and throw it again. And then maybe yeah. we'll after it again. Yeah. But yeah, you know, but they're perfect just the way they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe in her mind, she's playing fetch with you. Like you're the one fetching for her. Oh, <laughs> um, maybe maybe you know she's such a queen so maybe i'm just living like it's mango's world and i'm just living in it exactly there you go (laughs) (laughs) okay so we are nearing the end of our time um and i know you're very busy and i don't want to keep you too late but at the end of each segment i have the differential diagnosis so what are your top two or three takeaways from being in a relationship while being a medical student or pursuing a medical career yeah I think uh one of like the biggest things that I've learned is just like it's not just like a relationship it's like a partnership mm-hmm. it's like you have to you guys are both putting in this effort and um at like this is like a well I always say like I'm an investment <laughs> like right now <laughs> yeah of a net uh, a negative net worth oh yeah mm-hmm. um and so right now he's obviously um, supporting me more, mm-hmm. but eventually like there will be times where I'll support him more and not just like monetary, but mm-hmm. just like emotionally. Um, and especially since we have a puppy together, just like we just need to have that communication that like, um, I, I also have talked to him about this. So I'm like, oh, if you like notice I'm really tired or something, can you like ask or not ask can you just take mango instead of like me having to ask you mm-hmm. so I think like those little things that like mm-hmm. really important that you just like um pick up on it's like at the end of the day like you're a team yeah. and like no matter how it gets done like you guys will get it done together and if you if it's like a rough time then you guys are <laughs> struggling together mm-hmm. but if it's like time you guys can celebrate together and then just like remembering that um to just like focus on your relationship even if it's like such a busy time 
mm-hmm. um, take that date night or take that like little dinner or mm-hmm. take that time to just sit on the couch, even if you're like literally not doing anything, but like you're just watching your favorite show together. Mm-hmm. Like those, those little moments are so important. And it's like, you don't have to like take me on like a fancy dinner or like on a yacht or anything, mm-hmm. but just like quality times because those little moments are what add up and make like the big majority of your time yeah that would just be my differential diagnosis I I love everything you just said so much and you know especially the like asking for help or like communicating what you need and sometimes that's not just what you're feeling but it's like sometimes what you need that can be really hard and so I love that you said that and because that's obviously something I need to take away as well or that I'm working on. So, um, yeah, that was really helpful. Um, no, thank you. no, thank you for having me and yeah. just for asking me all these questions and making me realize how amazing and lucky I am. Like, I really knew that. Like I said, I really knew that. <laughs> but, but it's just like hearing it out loud or hearing it from somebody else who's had like similar experiences. It's just like, mm-hmm. wow, so eye-opening. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Like, I've loved getting to talk with you. I wish we could talk for so much longer, but you know, <laughs> I want to respect your time. I know we're both probably tired. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for being on. This has been such a treat. So. No, thank you for having me. It was lovely. And I hope that you and your kitty are just going to have the best um, night. And then happy Halloween. Like, uh, yeah. even though oh, like, we celebrate out of this episode, I don't think it'll come out until December, <laughs> like December <Hey>. 2nd. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy oh, holidays. Because the episodes come out every other week. <laughs> and, you know, Yvonne, her episode's coming yeah. out this Friday. And then there's one coming out two weeks after that. <laughs> and then yours will be two weeks <laughs> after that. <laughs> Yeah, so happy um, Halloween, happy Thanksgiving, uh, happy, happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, anyone who celebrates. Yeah, we're just bundling all of the, you All know. of the holidays together. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, but thank you again for having yeah. me. I really enjoyed my time. Also, I, I guess I've been smiling so much this entire time. My oh. cheeks hurt. Yeah, mine as well, <laughs> mine as well. I'm like, I feel a little warm. The cheeks yeah, are, the cheeks are tired. I feel like that's a good sign. Good sign. It is a good, sign. good talk. Yeah. No, but thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you.